the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are around the world, a warm welcome to you. My name is Julian Gibb from the Harvest Foundation, and you are listening to The Kingdom and Its Stories. And today we're blessed. We're blessed to have uh, a friend of mine. His name is Jim. And uh, Jim is a wonderful guy. He's He's an encourager. What is his ministry? What is his offering? He's an encourager. And the question is, that's what Jim does. But what about you? What, how is God calling you to serve your neighbor, to love your neighbor around you? Because you might think, oh, I don't have a calling. Uh, well, you actually, you do. <laughs> God utilizes all of us in order to bring healing and love to this world and transformation to ourselves as we seek to reach out to others, as we honor God as we live sacrificially, we are transformed through the process. But Jim, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Julian. It's nice to be with you today. So, uh, Jim, you you and I have known each other probably uh, coming on for about eight years now. And so uh, during that time, uh, I've always been um, encouraged by you. And uh, so let, let me ask, what, what what is your call in this life, in this passage of your life how is god calling you to serve his kingdom well i've always felt the best ability to have is availability availability to god and available to the people around about you and so uh my wife and i have sought to do that uh, to open up our hearts and our home and our relationship to the people around about us and uh we feel if we're loving them and feeding them and Sharing God's love with people, uh, that keeps you pretty busy. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, you know, Jim, why, um, you know, you, you are uh, in sort of a retirement at this point in time. You know, you've, you've worked hard your whole life, you know, and uh, as, has your, as has your wife. So why aren't you uh, by the pool sipping, sipping something cool? Why aren't you out playing a round of golf? None of which is anything wow. wrong with that. But why? Why aren't you doing that? Why? Why? Why are you taking all this time seeking to encourage others? Well, I I believe sharing the love of Jesus Christ is the most exciting life in the whole world. Um, anybody can uh, go off and play golf or do other things, and there's nothing wrong with that. I hope they enjoy themselves. But I believe there's purpose in our lives, and I believe there's direction that comes from the hand of God. And uh, I want to do His will. I want I want to make myself available to people uh, as just a regular guy 
who loves God and loves people, and I find that there are many hungry, hurting hearts out there and just inquisitive minds that want to know the same things that you're asking. Why do you do the things you do, Jim? Amen. And so so you're, don't let me put words into your mouth, but you're saying that uh, service isn't something that um, pulls you down. It's something that, that builds you up. That I think the word you said was energizes you. Well, uh, the verse that I take from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. And I'm thinking if you want direction and guidance for your Lord, uh, for your life from the Lord, you have to trust him. And what people don't do very often in, in Christian circles, as well as those who don't know God, they don't do it with all their heart. I believe it's important that whatever you do, you go flat out. You give it your best. You do everything of it as if it was the last thing you were going to get a chance to do in life. And I think you do it all the time, and that's an exciting way to live. Well, amen. You know, as uh, in the Revelations, you know, we speak about uh, the Lord saying, you know, you're lukewarm. You know, you're, you're either in or you're either out. You're either hot or you're cold. Be one or the other. Don't be sort of mingling in the middle because there's no there's no miracle there. You know, there's 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 no transformation, you know, and to put it another step further as well, you know, it's it's, uh, you know, from these rocks can become children of Abraham or, you know, on a more on a Christian perspective. You know, there's the thing of, you know, well, didn't we uh, didn't we hear your sermons? Didn't we cast out demons? It's I, I never knew you. You know, it, it's yeah. You, yeah. you're all in or or you're out. And so well, you remember uh, when Jesus said that the, the, the disciples, when they all wanted to know where they were going to be able to sit with him in the kingdom, either the right or the left, and he was looking after little children at the time and had them on his lap and all the rest, and he pointed very quickly to those guys. He said, unless you become like one of these little children, you don't even get to go. You mm. may not even get in because you don't understand. It's all about ministering to others, be they young, be they old, whatever. Life goes by so quickly. I found, Julian, and you probably do too, Mm -hmm. that every moment is so important. And uh, it's so great when I'm able to put my head on my pillow at night and feel like, Lord, you used my life today in, in marvelous and wonderful ways. And I realize, God, that I can't do anything of any value or any purpose without you. And I just think it's so important. I'd like to take a moment and just pray, Julian, if that would be all right, to ask God's hand on us today. Sure. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your goodness, your love, and your grace, which you pour down on our lives all the time. We are such a fortunate group of people to know you, Lord, in a personal relationship through your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who loved us and 2,000 years ago laid down his life for the sins of the world. And while he was in the purpose and uh, process of doing that, he was ministering to a thief right next to him, who at first had been knocking and knocking everything he was talking about and putting him down. And in the process of that, the thief got the picture. I need to be with this man. And he said, will you be with me? Will you remember me when you come into your kingdom? He realized he had the king right beside him. 
And Jesus said to him those wonderful words, This day you're going to be with me in paradise. And before they even got to that, he said to John, Would you please look after my mother? I think it's so important for people today to not forget the family relationships, to call their parents and tell them that they love them, encourage them. These are people that are put out for you for years and years, and sometimes we neglect our parents, and all it takes is a little phone call to say, Mom and Dad, I just want you to know I'm thinking about you, and I love you. I think that encourages the people that we live with, and with brothers and sisters as well. And for you guys and gals that are married, you can't say I love you too much to that person that God has brought into your life. So stay busy, folks, making a difference in other people's lives. What a life it is to live. As I know, I'm meant to that. You know, I, what you were saying is as well that life is short, you know, because you, you start off, you know, your teenage years, you're invincible. You're going to live forever, you know, and there's always <laughs> time. And you get, you get true. To you get to the squishy middle age like me and <laughs> and it's like, whoa, where did it go? You know, and we are finite. We are here for a finite time. We all know that, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not foolish. We all know that uh, there's only we're only going to live for a certain number of years, you know, and um, but but we sort of kick it down the road, don't we? Because, it, you know, in one sense, in a secular sense, it's somber. You know, the end is coming. I don't want to think about it. Let's try and enjoy life as much as we can, you know. And um, But on the Christian perspective as well, it's like, no, you only have a certain amount of time on earth to serve, to uh, bring other people with you. And so that's a really, really key point, you know, and something as my years advance <laughs> really dawns upon me. But, uh, you know, and, and we've had people on the show, Jim, and we've had people from um, uh, big organizations and uh, business leaders and churches and organizations. And that's, uh, they, they've blessed this show with their wisdom and their thoughts and, and how they're serving their local community. But what, what struck me with you, brother, was that um, whilst this is all great and to be applauded, it, it, you don't have to be a part of a, of a big organization in order to serve God. You can be, uh, you know, a one man band, but with who, which is part of a community, you know, which is, 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 is not a lone ranger, but I mean, just someone, as you said, a regular guy who's going yes. out to serve God. Well, I believe in all, with all my heart, Julian, that uh, we are accountable for the things that we have learned. I grew up with a dad who was a Baptist pastor up in Canada for 60 years. I saw him talking to people about the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Almost every time he went out somewhere, uh, he would be bumping into somebody, and, uh, you know, he'd talk uh, sports and hockey and baseball and basketball and all the rest, but he would bring the conversation to a place where he'd say, what is your relationship with God? And uh, where are you with him today, and how does he fit into your family? And uh, I don't know why people find that so difficult, if they have a relationship with him, why they want don't want to take as many people on the trip with them as possible. Every time I turned around, my dad was talking to somebody about the Lord. I want to say something else about the, the uh, respect I have for my father. Uh, I never heard him tell a dirty joke. And I never heard him ever cuss or use profane language. And you, you might say, well, I know lots of people like that. Well, I don't, because <laughs> most of the people that I know have great difficulty when they're frustrated or confused or down 
to keep from cussing, and uh, be they Christian, be they whatever. And that's why I think it's so important every day to pray and ask God to help you uh, and guide you in what you say and what you do, because without Him, we can't do anything. Mm. And I think it, it says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I realize if I pray and ask God to direct and help and guide and receive glory for everything that happened, the miracles happen all over the place. Some people might say, I've never seen a miracle. What are you doing with your life, my friend? (laughs) I serve a God who does miraculous things all the time in people's lives, and you make yourself available to him so that he can use you as an instrument for his glory. Praise the God of all the universe. Because, I mean, that, that that's a real key point. <clears throat> because I know when I came a Christian, and also shamefully afterwards, it was a, it was a thing of, well, what can I do? You know, what, what, what can I do for the kingdom? I mean, you know, there's, I'm not a Billy Graham, you know, I, I'm not a, a Dorothy Day type lady, you know, so I mean, it, it, it's what, what, what is it that I can do? I, I'm, I'm of limited means, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I, I haven't got what it takes. This Jim Lake guy, whoo, he's got what it takes, you know, he's, well, he's, I, he's, I, I got my lot of encouragement from a baker friend of mine, a man that mm-hmm. owned a bake shop and made the best homemade bread in town, and people would line up down the block to come to buy his bread. And I okay. walked into the store. I'd not been out of uh, college too long, and I walked into a store, and I saw some Christian uh, material on the wall, some tracks to tell people about Jesus. And I said to the lady behind the counter, uh, do you and your husband own this store? And she said, yes, I do. And uh, we do. And she said, I said, well, you must be believers with what you have on your wall here. And she said, yes, we are. And it's so neat to meet you. Would you like to come back and meet the baker? She took me into the back room, and here's the baker, and he's pulling bread out of the of the oven. And uh, she introduced me to him, and he said, my wife tells me you just got out of Bible college. Uh, I have a Bible right there. Would you like to sit down and just read me some scripture, and I'll get some orange juice and some of this bread, and we can uh, break bread together? I was amazed. I thought, I just thought he was baking bread. It looks like this man does these kinds of things that touch people's lives. I found out later, he never told me, but his wife told me, he didn't only bake bread, he'd help people that were in trouble with their marriages. And out of his own pocket, he would pay for counseling for them to get some counseling that would help them repair their marriages. Preachers who had some problems in church and so on, he'd send them off for counseling. They'd get help and come off back to their church without anybody being aware of the fact of what he was doing or what they were doing, but their lives would go on to the glory of God, and they'd be restored and helped in every regard. And he never said a word of that to me. I thought he was just baking bread. But what it taught me was, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, the Bible says, do all to the glory of God. So when when I was touched by the life of the baker, who understood my wife and I were going to get married, or my gal and I were going to get married pretty soon, and he happened, I happened to mention where she was getting her her dress made for the wedding. Unknown to me and to my future wife, 
he went over and picked up the tab for the dress. And then all of a sudden, when my gal went over to pick up her dress, the lady said, there'll be no charge for this dress today. And she said, well, what's happened? Who did something? And she said, it's been all taken care of. And he didn't necessarily want you to know that he'd done it. He just wanted you to enjoy it. Mm. He was teaching me things then with what he was doing with his life, not a lot of preaching, just the kind of things that absolutely transformed the lives around him. So when I caught some of that and took that to heart, I thought I maybe can't bake bread, but maybe I could love people the way the baker does. I mean, that that's perfect. You know, I mean, it, wherever we are, whatever role we have in life, you know, as a job or a, as a parent, whatever it is we're doing, you know, we're able to minister to people, to share God's love to them there and then. Uh, so th- those are just I wonderful I agree with examples. you. And I, I wanted to mention one other person, too. Uh, mm-hmm. The baker was one of the men in my life that was a factor. But even before that, when I was about 17, I'm at a, a Christian uh, school, and it's a boarding school. I'm walking down the road. I think I'd uh, messed up an algebra test and didn't feel very good about it. And I'm walking down the road, and all of a sudden I hear somebody calling my name, Jim, Jim, come over here. And it was the electrician's wife for the school. And I thought as a teenager, what have I done now? Am I in some sort of trouble? I've got a staff member calling me. (laughs) So I walked over and I said, Mrs. Schaff, what is it that you have on your mind? And I'll never forget it. She said to me, I've just made some oatmeal cookies. And I have a glass of milk on my table. And I need somebody to road test my cookies. Would you be that guy? I said, I'm your guy. And I thought all of a sudden the algebra test didn't mean anything more. She talked about oatmeal cookies. And I was a teenager. I went in there, and that lady, I did not realize at that time that had been a counselor and a psychologist for the school long before I ever met her. I just thought she was an electrician's wife. She was a wonderful, godly woman who, along with the baker, Those two people, not the evangelist, not the pastors, not the teachers, but the electrician's wife and a baker, touch my life in powerful and miraculous way more than anybody else I've ever been around. I am who I am today by the grace of God and because of an electrician's wife and a baker. So there's really no excuse for me. You know, there's kind of, uh, you know, or, or for anyone in the sense of, Oh, well, I'm not a pastor, you know, you, someone might be thinking, you know, or I'm not a I'm not a trained counselor with a PhD or so forth, you know, or I'm not this or I'm not that. It's like, no, but you are you and you are unique and you are uniquely gifted by God. So go out and do what well, would you say that was a fair statement? Yes. And I quite frankly, in our lives today, I've probably been impacted more by the people who live regular lives and are raising families and making a difference with the people around about them and love their neighbors, because God said very clearly, love God. And the other one that's really important, love your neighbors. And uh, some people don't even know who their neighbors are. I've made it a point to go across the street and to go next door and to get to know my neighbors and speak to the people going down to the street, because God says you're supposed to love them. How can we love them if we don't know them? 
So I think that that uh, purpose alone, to make a decision in your heart to say, with God's help and with his strength, I'm going to get to know some of these people. My wife and I will go out walking in the morning, and I call it a, a real sense of joy when we have a, a chance to stop and talk to some of the people. And I find there's many hungry, hurting hearts out there that you can make a difference if you'll just stop and take the, the time. Indeed, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. You're listening to The Kingdom and Its Stories. My name is Julian Gibb from the Harvest Foundation, and we're blessed to have Jim and uh, Jim Lake. Jim Lake is uh, uh, he's a friend. He's a wonderful guy, and he's someone who's uh, served in uh, many ways. He served as a youth pastor uh, very successfully in, uh, in years gone by, but now his role is one of encourager, and he sees uh, his call the call that God has placed on his life is going out and serving other people, encouraging other people, feeding other people, both physically, with materially, with food, but also with respect, with dignity, with friendship, and spiritually. And so, Jim, what would you say to someone who's listening? Because, um, well, let me let me back up just for a second. You know, as I said before, you know, there's. Um, people might be listening and thinking well i can't go and start up something you know i I do believe in in god but i believe in jesus christ i want to follow him but jim's a superhero i mean you know uh people we've had on the show before they started up orphanages people we've had before they started up christian businesses and and done all these things but i can't do it what would you say to that well god says they can if they involve his son the lord jesus with them because as i quoted that verse before, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And without his strength, we are trying to get very exhausted very quickly if we try to do it all by ourselves. We've all done things where we've not prayed, we've not asked God to take charge, and we just get wiped out trying to do it in our own life with our own strength and our size 7 head. That kind of stuff will not take you all the way. But Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, underneath are the everlasting arms. And he also said, lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's very good company to have the Lord of the universe, the God of the universe, walking with you, guiding you, directing you, helping you. It's all about him all the time, every day. And if we focus on him, the world around us looks so different. And uh, we look at it so differently when we recognize that he has a plan and he has a purpose for all of our lives. And it's getting on board with him. Uh, Joshua said back in the Old Testament, he said, choose you this day whom you're going to serve. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And uh, Joshua was viewed by the people and by God as somebody who did exactly what the Lord wanted him to do. And you might say, well, I've tried that, the Christian life, and I've found some phony baloney people around me, and if that's Christianity, I don't want... We get our eyes off the people, and we set our affection on the Lord Jesus Christ and his kingdom and his plan, because you say, well... What about all the things I see around with the politics and people hating each other? And all the That's why you're here, my friend. You're here to make a difference. You need to live a life that matters. 
And Jesus is the only one that can help us do that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Does that make sense? Some of you are out there today and say, you sound very excited, Jim, about these kinds of things. I've I've, uh, lived on this earth for over eight decades. I've been a Christian for 75 years. I have a tremendous responsibility to live up to the kind of life that my dad lived in front of me all the time. He had a father who abused him as a kid when he grew up. He had to leave home when he was 14 years of age. He came back after that he got his seminary and Bible training and everything and led his dad, the abuser, and his mom, and three of his sisters and his brother to Christ. He never moved away from them in his spirit. He moved away to survive, but he came back with the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ to his family. So a transformed life. From school in the summertime, and my grandfather still lived in the same place. And we would sing Christian choruses and hymns to him in the backyard in the summer, and tears would drip down his face as we sang the songs, songs of God's love that he'd now come to understand and appreciate. Well, Jim, we're going to have to have you back on the show. There's so much more to discuss, but uh, we uh, are unfortunately running out of time. But uh, so to those listening, we've heard from Jim, you know, there's just so much about this life. You should write a book, Jim, just in ways on encouraging others, reaching out to your neighbor, spreading God's love knowing that it is not us that is doing it, but it is God working through us. God's miracle, not ours. Whoever you are, wherever you are, God bless you. Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.